Hi, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss in our daily lives. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I felt like I tried everything. Prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, you name it. Plus, I tried a few less productive approaches. After two decades of continuing to grieve, it occurred to me that maybe I'd set the wrong goal. Instead of trying to feel better by filling those painful voids, I've learned that building a life around them is a much more worthy goal. A major part of this approach is talking openly about what my grief is like instead of keeping it to myself. With this newfound permission to let all the parts of me be here, I feel more human and less like a robot on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a mutually compassionate environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our scars from ourselves and others and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. So thank you for joining this episode of the Healing Path. Today, I'm chatting about Ash Wednesday. There was a period of time where I was constantly traveling for work. One of the spots in my regular route was Atlanta, Georgia. I flew there dozens of times and built a decent routine, including where I stayed, where I ate, and where I'd work out. One of the critical factors in maintaining work travel without it destroying my non-professional life was a consistency in my routines. The hotel I most frequented was just a few blocks from my Atlanta office, so it was an easy walk, weather permitting. I loved this particular hotel, which was introduced to me by a colleague of mine who had regularly used it as a home base, not dozens of times, but over dozens of years. Their lobby offered a happy hour, which if you joined between 5.30 and 6.30, you would garner a small glass of white or red wine and some particular snack that they'd put out. If at all possible, I tried to arrive in the evenings by 6.30 and enjoy my glass of red. It was often followed by a fabulous Cobb salad for dinner, which was never anything but perfect. I had a few regular tables in the space and would routinely set up my laptop to catch up on admin work while I fed my body and began to let the day roll to an end. In the mornings, I was in the gym before the sunrise. There was a very small facility but just big enough that I could always get onto one of the four treadmills that faced the indoor-outdoor pool and the sunrise. My reward for working out was a piping hot cup of coffee from the lobby. I don't know what kind of coffee they were serving, but it was always just right. Repeatedly going through the same routines while on the road made it bearable. My travels were anchored, no matter what city I was in, by healthy, parentheses mostly, eating, exercise, rest, and also great wine and coffee. Even though I was in different geographic states, I could manage the cadence of my day pretty consistently no matter where I woke up. Three years ago in 2019, I was in Atlanta on Ash Wednesday. As I sat at the office and looked at the time, I realized I'd have to choose between my wine and salad or going to church for ashes. I began searching for churches online to find something walkable. I walked everywhere when I traveled for work. I came across a church that was just a few miles away, and if I left quickly, I could make it to their Ash Wednesday service. I left the office and walked with a rapid pace toward the church. 
Without question, I was not in the best part of town, although I was used to the vibe there, and most of the time I felt pretty safe. I was nearing the church with just enough time to get seated before Mass began. I sat on the very inside of a pew on the right, towards the middle of this massive edifice, and I was alone. The traditions of Lent are among some of my favorite. The concepts of death and resurrection, the ending and the beginning, the letting go and the opening to new life when Easter arrives, are all very comforting life rhythms for me. Even as a young teenager and through my college years, I always got to church for Ash Wednesday services. I would spend them pondering life and death and decide to give up something for the nearly seven-week time frame of the season. On this Ash Wednesday in Atlanta, I sat in my seat, which was so small relative to the size and scale of this church. I'm always humbled to sit in a place of worship and enjoy taking in the decor, stained glass, beautiful music, and sometimes strong incense. But on this day, I didn't feel a warmth or like I was part of a bigger group of attendees. I felt the cold stone images that surrounded the inside of the church, the hard wooden pew that sat under me, and cold I was shaking off from the walk. I realized it really had been a while since I'd been inside a church. When it came time for communion, I began the slow walk up to the altar. The closer I got, the less air I could access, and the shorter my breaths became. Before I could get there, I realized there were tears welling in my eyes and pains in my stomach, which felt like stabbing nerves. As I received the sacraments, tears rolled down my face with no way to stop them. I kept my head down as I returned to my seat and fumbled for some tissues, which I found. The tissues themselves were a blessing, since the type of weeping that ensued post-communion would produce far more tears than I could absorb with my blazer sleeve or just by wiping them away, which were two adaptation tactics that I had nearly perfected. The remainder of that Ash Wednesday service is a blur. What I remember is the unstoppable, steady flow of tears. My experience of being united with my traditions and my creator felt something like seeing my mom walk toward me after returning from three weeks of sleepaway summer camp. I was home, no matter how long it had been. It was a flood of different feelings. The visceral presence of agony, thinking about my children that were no longer here on the earth, and how to combat my tears, were enough to distract me while also keeping me in the moment. The service ended, and as I got to the back of the church to exit, I realized it had gotten completely dark, and I started to feel unsafe to walk, even though I could have really used the fresh air. As I stood in the foyer, fumbling with my Uber app, an older woman approached me and said hello. We made some small talk, and upon realizing I was from out of town, the stranger offered me a ride to my hotel, just a few miles away. Yes, I know, stranger danger, and all that stuff. Should have really been enough for me to decline the offer, but at that moment in time... Would a stranger Uber driver really have been that much safer than an older woman who had just gone to church? I agreed to accepting the ride. And funny, unlike the clothing she was wearing, her car was a luxurious vehicle, which I probably would have slept well in had we done a real drive. But my hotel was so close, we had enough time to connect, 
and then said goodbye. I don't recall the name of that generous, caring soul that drove me safely to my hotel. Too late for happy hour, I might add. But I do recall the relief when I got to my room. I hadn't put too much effort into planning the logistics around attending that service. I just honored the tug on my heartstrings to get there, and lo and behold, had everything I needed in spite of poor planning. Today, on this Ash Wednesday, if you're so inspired, create some time to reflect on what needs letting go and what new life is trying to emerge through you. Sure, this day is based on religious traditions, but relinquishing things that harm us in search of new things that nurture us does not have to be about religion. It can just mean that we are present, that we are open, and that we're curious about what new life will arise out of the seeds we choose to plant and honor over the next seven or so weeks. Whether or not we practice a particular tradition today or over the Lenten season, I believe we are all invited to take inventory, process that information, and make adjustments as we see fit to improve our lives and the lives of those around us. Setting an intention may not necessarily bring it to pass, but we have a better chance to hear, feel, and know everything if we can just sit still long enough and listen. It doesn't matter if we're in a church or if we're in our beds. What matters is that we're present. What matters is that we're curious. What matters is that if we're trying to get to church, we don't mind walking. And if we need a safe ride, it will show up just as it did for me. So thanks again for joining this episode of The Healing Path on Ash Wednesday. Here we are in 2022. Wow. Um, yeah, and you know, honestly, I don't think I went to Ash Wednesday services in 2021 or 2020 because of COVID. So I think that that might have actually been the last Ash Wednesday service I attended in person. It was a long time ago, but I always marvel at how things just show up, you know, exactly when we need them. And sometimes we wish we had put more time into planning something, but really, if we just um, open our senses and kind of look around, I mean, there I found a church without a problem. And um, turns out I really needed to be there. That was a, a really... Um, intimate moment for me spiritually. And I, I was really grateful. But then having a ride at the end, it was just so, it was so godly. <laughs> it was just so lucky. Um, and I was very grateful. And I do like to make a little bit of a sport out of uh, paying attention to things that just show up for us like that, whether um, it's someone returning our keys, you know, that we've lost in the grocery store, or if it's someone giving us a ride, or just the right person getting on the other end of a phone call where we're trying to make an appointment and they're able to move things around just so. It's um, a wonderful world and it's a wonderful way to lock on and into the things that um, really bring us joy, that are really blessings, that are unexpected. We can get into a bad habit of focusing on the negative, the things that didn't go right, the train that broke down, the accident on the highway, um, you know, problems like that, the weather, things that we can't control. Um, but I think it's, at least for me, super helpful to always be concentrating on the things that go well, even like the sun that's just come out from behind a cloud now shining on my face as I say this. 
So thanks for checking out this episode of The Healing Path. I wish you all a wonderful day, including a a wonderful Lenten season, and I hope it brings you peace. Again, we don't need to be religious to sit still and listen to what's happening around us. Um, Have a wonderful season, and I look forward to talking with you again back here tomorrow. Until then, stay present, stay grateful, and stay healing. And as always, thank you so much for listening.